یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 28 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! It's been, a, it's been a while, Karan. How's everything on your end? Everything is good. It's been a long time. I'm excited to uh, start talking some nonsense and basketball and butter chicken once again. It's been a long time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I have actually been in India for the last uh, three weeks or so and uh, I did make it a point. Like I, I did go to Punjab and I did have a lot of butter chicken. So I, I've, I've done you proud, I hope. Good on you. Were you able to convince Aman Srikhan to finally uh, sponsor our podcast or was that, uh, were, were they kind of busy at that point? Yeah, they were a bit busy at that point <laughs> and I did not actually have a stop in Ludhiana. I went past Ludhiana and head to Jalandhar, uh, which I believe is like a more peaceful city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Ludhiana is a bit crazy. Yeah. But... Cool. So, uh, but, to, but to bring it into a basketball perspective, Lodhiana does happen to be one of India's most important basketball cities. Like some yes. of our best players yeah, have the basketball capital of India. <laughs> and I mean, so you guys think we just talk a lot of shit when we talk about butter chicken a lot. Is this some coincidence that India's basketball capital is also India's butter chicken ca- capital? Oh, wow. That is not a coincidence that, that those things are interrelated. Absolutely. They do. Like one thing does imply the other. So kids, you want to make it big in basketball, eat as much butter chicken as you can. Probably not. Yeah, or don't take our advice. Basically, go to Ludhiana, you'll, you'll, you'll lead a happier life yeah, yeah. With, with butter chicken and basketball. Absolutely, absolutely. That said, uh, with a shout out to uh, Ludhiana and Punjab, the Punjab team played in the UBA Basketball League, which just concluded in That's right. Hyderabad. That's right. Um, a lot of teams played in the UK basketball. They, they were uh, eight teams from eight different cities, technically, even though they all played in just two locations for this for this league. Uh, the second season just completed. Um, I think some of you guys may have gotten a chance to watch it on Ted Sports. Did you watch it, Kaushik? I, I uh, saw a couple of games towards the end of the season. That's when I got access to Ted Sports and I had time to watch some matches. I did see the Delhi team, the Chennai team, the I believe the Pune team. Not entirely sure, but uh, it was actually, I, I think that, okay, apart from the few uh, videos that we've seen recently, which I'm sure we'll talk about, it seems, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been fairly decent coverage, so I'm, I'm just, just glad that Indian basketball is being shown on TV, and like, there seem to be genuine interest among people, like, as well, in, even in my circles of, like, my club teammates here, and all, everybody talks about the tournament and stuff, so it's, it's um, definitely a good thing. But uh, that video, that video currently. Like, <laughs> what was so, that? Please tell our listeners what uh, what is like. So if you guys have. haven't seen this video, <laughs> it's, it, uh, you may find it on. It, 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 you'll, you, I have tweeted it <laughs> a couple of times out out, and then I tweeted it to you. So you guys may find it on my feed. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a video of, of, of their sideline reporter. I'm guessing or interview. Her name is Riddhi, mm-hmm. who's. Uh, a good-looking young woman, and she interviews. The video is introduced as uh, Riddhi interviewing the men of UBA. Um, so first of all, like this is only a men's league, so they are only going to be men in the league. Wow. Um, but secondly, <laughs> she only uh, interviewed the the foreign players, Nigerian players, which is cool. It was like interesting to get that perspective, and I was very interesting to interested to know how they made this journey. You know, 
like they come to play in India from from Nigeria and they they just stayed here. Guys like Aku, who's a superstar at the UBA, has been here, has been in India many years playing in, in college ball, and now he's made it to the league level. You know, so and I wanted to hear that story, but instead what we got was uh, Riddhi interviewing uh, these three players about about women in India and, and, and who are the best looking women in India and the kind of things that they would like to do with the best looking women. <laughs> And it's the most awkward thing ever. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I can say about it. I think I think you guys should watch it, and make your own mind up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a must watch. And like, please, a must cringe. Yeah, yeah. Don't blame us if your like brains blow out completely. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, just like yeah, our waiver is, it's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but moving on, like let's talk about the good. And you know what you mentioned is uh, that, that a lot of your friends were interested in this league results. I find that very fascinating uh, because initially it seemed that the first year of this league, mm-hmm. uh, it was almost like an outsider, and a lot of mainstream people who are in Indian basketball didn't pay much attention. But they have come back bigger and really uh, through this live coverage on Ten Sports, like really caught the consciousness. I think of of like the basketball community in India. So this year, the, the, the Delhi team won and they beat Chennai in the final. Chennai were last year's winners. And right. they did a best-of-three final, so sort of like a mini-playoff format. Vinay Kaushik, who plays with Delhi, was the, the league MVP. So, so congrats to the Delhi team for, for getting it done. Yeah, no Chennai coincidence that the... he shares name with me, with me and he's the MVP, right? Sure, sure. Kaushik, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so, so, so shout-out to, to your namesake. Um, Shout out to the Chennai team to to making it again in the finals. Um, I think we talked about this last time, like how for some reason like the Chennai sports teams in India yeah. happen to have like a very good sporting structure. No so, Agu, Agu, the Nigerian player we mentioned, plays for Chennai is one of their stars. So, I mean, overall, uh, there are going to be bumps, of course, man. Like you know, when the NBA began in 1946-47, no one knew about the NBA. There were a lot of faults in the league, and you know you. Even up till the 70s, like it was a mess. So things aren't going to be rosy overnight, but you know, one step at a time. Let's just say that. Yeah, at the very least, there's now a platform where people can play basketball and get paid for it. So if, if that converts into a full time thing where people don't have to work other jobs, then that's, that's great. But I'm, I'm glad that there's a first step, even if it's by some completely random people who I have no idea why are investing money in, in, in Indian basketball. Maybe 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 we should get ready on the podcast to answer all these important questions about oh absolutely about basketball absolutely <laughs> but they, and they do have a third season coming up later this year as well isn't it That's they have a third season coming up later this year which was surprising I thought they would wait a full year for that but yeah. cool the more basketball in India the better hopefully absolutely. it gets even bigger hopefully there's more cities involved so you know I'm I'm overall for this for for both the reasons of more basketball in India and and also for the reason that it should Hopefully, strike a competitive spirit in the BFI to do something too, and like I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what the future is, but things exactly. are happening. Exactly, exactly. So what um, what else was happening in this time frame where the the NBA kind of takes a bit of a step away from the limelight uh, in the dog days of the playoff chase is is the NCAA tournament, the big dance, the the, the tournament, whatever you call it. It's quite a spectacle, and I think we got like one of the best finals uh, apparently ever witnessed. And we've actually not seen too many finals in India because yeah. they, they've not been telecasted. But 
I actually woke up for this game. Sony ESPN yeah, was broadcasting yeah. this, and it was a brilliant game with a brilliant finish. Did you did you watch it, Karan? I I I what I was I was actually gonna go to sleep, but I decided you know what, three point game with a minute to go. Maybe I should stay up for this. It's it's, Good a, it's like a one and done, you know. <laughs> and what a shot! Like one of the first of all, like the, the Marcus Page shot was one of the greatest shots ever, and then Chris yeah. Jennings, Chris Jenkins hitting the game winner. That was amazing. Oh, um, mind blowing. Most people. So congrats to Villanova. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And why are we talking about the NCAA tournament this time, Karan? It might might it have to do something with our special guest today? It indeed does. Our special guest today played for Maryland in the tournament. He, uh, Maryland, if you guys follow the tournament closely, uh, got up to the Sweet 16 stage. They were beaten by Kansas. Uh, they feature some great players, you know, like potential four-star pick Diamond Stone. They have Rashid uh, Suleiman. I hope I'm pronouncing my, his name right. Mellow Trimble, uh, but our interest today lies in their feisty and talented backup point guard, Varun Ram. And if you think the name Varun is familiar, it should be. It's an Indian name because he's a, because he's of Indian origin. Um, I think this is a good time to to bring on our first ever NCAA player who's played in the tournament on the podcast. I think he's the first ever NCAA player on Hoopdarshan. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm pretty excited to have him on board. So let's just. Let's just bring him on. Hello, everybody, and I have with me Varun Ram, our special guest for today. Uh, let me give you guys a brief introduction of who Varun is. Uh, Varun is one of the, uh, Varun is an Indian origin player who plays for the University of Maryland's basketball team. He's one of the, I believe, only two or three players Indian origin players currently in the game. Is that right, Varun? Um, yeah, not exactly sure how many, but I know it's not not a lot. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Varun was born in Kentucky to Indian immigrants from Tamil Nadu. Uh, he's always been a big fan of basketball, was it? But it was a tough journey for him. Uh, I believe you played in the D3 first, and then came home to Maryland to be close to your family, and even almost quit your basketball career at one point in time, right? Right, right. Yeah, we'll probably get to that a little bit in detail later. But um, yeah, and you also got a chance to. Uh, play for the Terps and eventually made the team and did in fact take part in the recently concluded NCAA tournament as well. So um, you've, you've had a chance to play for them for two national tournaments, I believe, and you've... Uh, yeah, correct. And you've just finished your senior year, is that right? Correct. That's right, okay. And you've also visited India and your parents' home state of Tamil Nadu a couple of times through crossover, which we'll also talk about um, in, in a bit. So uh, welcome, Varun. Thank you for... Uh, joining us on Uptashan. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, for all our listeners, if you if you're wondering why Karan's not introducing our guest like he always does, we've had a bit of a technical issue and he's had to drop out. So it'll just be me and Varun. Um, I hope that works for you, Varun. No, that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. All right. So before we um, got you on board, we were sp- uh, speaking about the absolutely insane NCAA title game that we just witnessed a couple of days ago. Um, did you did you watch it and like let, let's hear you break it down. What what was your reaction when those last couple of shots went in, especially the winner and uh, and Villanova's celebration and just the emotion. To that yeah, actually, so um, I, I told myself I wasn't gonna watch it just because it was tough. Because you know, having after losing in the Sweet Sixteen, you know, it was just tough to watch college basketball. You know, every every yeah. game I watch, you know, I wish that we were still playing. Um, you know. 
and it's funny both these uh both these teams Villanova and UNC we played this season um so we uh played Villanova um we scrimmaged them earlier in the year and then uh UNC we played as well so it was just kind of a you know it was difficult at first to watch you know both these two teams that you know we had played and you know could be um you know playing in the national championship but no in terms of the, the shots i mean those were i mean you just it that's, it doesn't really get much better than that um you got two really good teams competing for a national championship and you could just tell both teams they just wanted it so badly um you know diving on the floor for loose balls you know just playing really hard you could just tell that they really wanted to win and uh um i think uh the fans and the audience and you know all the viewers you know got you know a lot out of the game <laughs> you know those two shots were incredible you know marcus page is uh three before before I guess that was the second to last shot um yeah. you know the double clutch you know three that was unbelievable and then um for Chris Jenkins to um you know make the shot that he did that's you know that's the shot that every kid dreams of growing up that's and it. uh you know I think everybody's kind of living vicariously through him with that shot and um you know I have uh um Phil Booth who actually also stepped up in that game for Villanova you know I played with him growing up a lot he's from uh, my area mm-hmm. um so it just it's just cool to see the guys that you know and guys that you played against yeah, that was amazing. Um, you know, competing for championships. Absolutely. And we actually don't get to watch too many NCAA games here in India, but this game was telecast. And I believe a lot of people, like, there's no better game for for the Indian community to get into the NCAA other than this, right? Uh, right. What was your reaction when the shot went in? Like, did you believe it? Were you also uh, Yeah, I was my roommates, uh, with my roommates, actually. We just, we went uh, crazy. <laughs> we just, you know, we were like, oh my God, wow. Um, you know, just it was exciting. It was exciting. Um, kind of made you forget, uh, you know, that we had lost earlier. But no, it was a good game and it was fun. And uh, I was, you know, really glad I ended up watching it. It's probably one of the best national championship games, you know, ever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you you mentioned how you took part in the tournament as well and lost earlier in the Sweet 16. I, I wanted to ask you about Maryland's tournament in general. Um, did you guys set out to? Uh, or did you reach where you set out to be, and w- what was your uh, journey through the tournament like? Yeah, 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 exactly. So we um, we probably, arguably, talent-wise, um, we probably had you know the best, if not one of the top, you know, teams in the country, talent-wise. So you know, we we started the year, you know, thinking that we were going to be able to get a chip, and at the end of the year, you know, you got to be good, but you also there's you got to be playing right at the you know right time. It really that's the beauty of the tournament. You know, just you know you have one bad shooting night and it can end for you just like that. Um, so you know it takes a little bit of luck as well as you know just the talent. Um, you know, we were happy to make the Sweet 16. It was the first time, in I think 12 or 13 years that Maryland has made it to the Sweet 16. That's great. Uh, where, where did you guys? Um, in the second year in a row that we made it to the NCAA tournament, and I I think uh, you know. After looking past the fact that you know we we didn't advance past the Sweet 16, mm-hmm. um, you can look back at the season and, and say we've really accomplished a lot for Maryland basketball in terms of you know putting it back on the national stage um, and you know making it a powerhouse. There was a couple of years, um, you know, when I, especially when I first joined the program, that mm-hmm. you know the, we weren't we weren't making the tournament every year. And for a, a program like University of Maryland, um, you know, it's kind of expected. So I think uh, having been to the tournament two years in a row, the first year uh, we lost in the round of 32. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, just having uh, you know put Maryland back on the national stage basketball wise, um, I think we've done a lot for the university, and uh, you know hopefully they can use this momentum uh, moving forward. Yeah, uh, I believe you guys won against South Dakota first, and then Hawaii in the second round. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. 
The Hawaii game was a bit special for people of Indian origin because I believe there were one on each team, and that I don't think that's ever happened before. So, uh, are no, you I don't think are, are you friends with uh, Hawaii's Indian players, Sai Tamala? Yeah, yeah. So I know Sai. Uh, we've been uh, friends for a couple of years, um, and uh, uh, it was definitely cool to get to play against him um, in tournament. And kind of, you know, it's kind of historical in that sense. But uh, um, it was also sad that you know one of us had to end. Because he was a senior as well. Yeah. One of us, for one of us, it was going to be the last game, and that yeah. was it's sad. Just, uh, but um, you know, a, it was an honor to. Yeah, so that's just about the beauty and the and the harshness of the NCAA tournament, right? It can end just like that. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to also ask you about what what did you guys think you did differently against South Dakota and Hawaii that you couldn't do against Kansas? Um. Well, I mean. Kansas is just one, you know, they were the top five team in the country every year. Talent-wise, they were really, really good. But um, we just struggled to, to defensively guard um, Kansas's, um, you know, uh, Perry Ellis, was, you know, was a really good player for them. Um, uh, you know, they we just we just really struggled to guard. You know, we really did a good job guarding against Hawaii and, and South Dakota State. Um, and uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Kansas. I mean, they're, you know, going in, they're the overall number one seed in the tournament. Um, so, I mean, they're they're a really good team and they were they were going to be really tough to beat. Um, but yeah, I think that it goes back to you know not being able to guard as well as we probably should have um, to give ourselves a chance to win. Okay, uh, you mentioned that when you got into Maryland, uh, when you joined the program earlier, it was not necessarily something that uh, a program that ended up in the tournament every year. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the team culture at Maryland. So what's the vibe like? What what is it like with Coach Mark Petersen? I hope I'm saying that right. So just in terms of, uh, um, you know, what are the expectations or... Yeah, yeah, what are the expectations? What's the kind of mindset that you guys come into at the beginning of the season? And whether that's changed through your uh, time at, at, with Maryland? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, when I first made the team, we hadn't been to the tournament in, I think, it was like 10, 10 or so years, I think since 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so, you know, we were just trying to... It was coach. Sturgeon's second year, you know, he, he just picked up the, the program, um, you know, and had been in a kind of slump. Um, so our goals was, just, you know, just to you know, try to win as many games as we could and, and try to, you know, you know, make the national, make the NCAA tournament. Um, and I think now, you know, we, you know, with after, you know, kind of changing the culture of Maryland basketball, Coach Sturgeon wants, and you know, getting the recruits that he wants into the program. I think we've kind of been able to, uh, um, you know. Change so this year going in, we kind of knew we were going to make the NCAA tournament. It wasn't like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year was a little bit of a surprise. Um, you know, te- got you know, they didn't have us break the NCAA tournament, and uh, I think we were projected to finish tenth in the Big Ten, which is our conference, and we ended up finishing second or third. Um, so last year was a little bit of a surprise, but this year, you know, well, you know, you kind of you you want to you know one up that that you know that year, and I think this year we, we knew we were going to make the tournament with the team that we had. Um, it was just a how far were we going to go was kind of the our goal. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, that's that's what I was you know going back to what I was saying how you know uh, before you know we, we took the program from from one stage and kind of you know elevated it to back to the national stage where um, you know Maryland's going to be a top twenty five team, you know, hopefully going forward every year. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can be like, you know, like a Duke or a Kansas or a North Carolina where they're consistently good every single year. So that's that's kind of the goal we're shooting for. And I think we're, we're in the right direction. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, what, what about your role with the team uh, all these years? Um, 
what's it been like when you joined and what is it right now? I do believe you uh, you are the you're the first point guard off the bench, right? Um, I'm the sorry, I'm the what? You're 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 the point guard off the bench. Is that right? That's what. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just you know, probably um, you know, backup point guard is the best way. To... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I first joined the team, you know, it was kind of I was kind of shocked. You know, um, I never in, in in a million years thought I'd play at this level. Um, you know, this is high major division one basketball, and it's a very very you know elite group of you know players and. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, you know, happy to you know, be on the team and have a jersey. And then I think uh, just, but, you know, I wasn't satisfied. I was happy, but I didn't want to, you know, I still continued to work every single day and get better and, and really just, you know, play as hard as I could and challenge the guys ahead of me. Um, and after that, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, as a, so I walked onto the team and, and even my, after my, my first retro year, um, uh, I was able to, to play. And that was kind of, you know, as a walk-on, usually you don't ever ever get to play. And so um, okay. that's when I kind of realized, oh, maybe I can, you know, really compete at this level. Um, and then uh, so every year I've been here, um, when I've been eligible, you know, I've been able to, you know, play and get good minutes. And this year, um, you know, I played more minutes than I ever have. Um, you know, I got to play like, you know, 20 minutes on, you know, national TV, you know, on ESPN, whatever it is. And, you know, that's just something that, um, um, you know, it's something you dream of as a kid, um, and I've been very fortunate enough to, you know, just continue to work and, you know, be put in a good situation for me, um, you know, that I've been able to contribute to a team like this. That's that's fantastic. So it must actually bum you out that you're graduating at the end of this year and you won't be playing. It is, it is, but you know, I think you know every good thing must come to an end. And uh, my time, you know, I've been here for four years, and I've really enjoyed my time and grown as a player, um, you know, and, and as a man, and uh, um, you know. I'll take everything I've learned um, with me forward. Fantastic. Um, Karan actually tells me that you have a bit of a crazy story about how you became a D1 player while also remaining a bit of an academic superstar. So why don't you tell our listeners uh, how that happened? Yeah, so uh, like many, I guess, Indian-American uh, parents, my parents, or just Indian Indian uh, parents, I guess in general, my parents uh, really stressed the importance of academics and doing well in school. and right. um, so. Uh, they would only let me play basketball if I got my homework done and I was doing well <laughs> in school, getting good grades. Um, and so that was kind of my motivation. You know, I, I did enjoy school, but I enjoyed basketball more okay. growing up. <laughs> um, and uh, so my motivation to, to, you know, I guess my main motivation to do well to be successful, but secondary, secondly, to, you know, so I could play basketball. Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't let me go practice unless I finished my homework. And so I would, you know, get my homework done as soon as I got home from school and I play every day and, you know, I really loved it. Um, but uh, as soon as my grades would slip a little bit, you know, they would, you know, you know, kind of pull me back from basketball. So I didn't want that to happen. So, I, you know, I made sure I did basketball, you know, basketball in school. And um, so that was kind of how I've, I've been brought up. Um, but um, from the area I was in, um, it's kind of tough to get recruited. Um, you know, it's very, like I said, it's a very, very select group of, of guys that get recruited to play Division One basketball. It's very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, I played on some good high school teams and uh, um, good club AAU teams as well, where we, we placed like third in the country and, um, you know, we, we, you know, beat a lot of NBA players, former NBA, or like, I guess, guys that are in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we beat a lot of those those teams when I was playing, in, you know, club. But for whatever reason, I wasn't able to get recruited. Um, I was having a lot of Division three and Division two interest, okay. um, but just you know, not I, a little bit of Division one interest, but you know, nothing, no offers, no scholarship offers. Right. And 
Um, so whatever I when I, when we actually uh, in that in our last uh, club tournament when we placed uh, third in the country in the in the a, in AU nationals, um, I was start, started to get recruited by some Division one coaches and uh, some but. Uh, because I had skipped a grade, I skipped fourth grade um, for academic reasons. Um, it kind of set me back in terms of recruiting. So these coaches wanted to, um, when they started recruiting me after this tournament, it was kind of after I'd already graduated high school. It was that summer. And so they told me to go to prep school, which is kind of like a post-grad year. Okay. Um, so this was after I had this, so I was able to convince my parents to you know, let me, before going to college, do this post-grad year and play one more year get better as a player and, and uh, it would allow them to recruit me um, so I did that I moved away from home I, I did this prep school year um, you know it was a very it's a leap of faith for my parents it's not very you know common <laughs> for anybody to do you know most people would go right from high school to college and so this right. was very different um, but they allowed me to follow my passion do that and um, and unfortunately the coaches that recruited me they you know either got fired or you know um, for whatever reason they stopped recruiting me so the best option um, out of uh, you know this prep school year was uh, Trinity College in Connecticut as a Division three school and it was a very competitive Division three school and, and a really good Division three league. Um, you know I think I don't think people give Division three basketball a lot of credit. Sometimes it's it's actually very good basketball when you're talking about the, the better leagues. Um, you know some Division three teams and the top tier Division three teams can beat you know and compete with the Division one teams. So wow. um, you know so it was good for me. I got to you know this this coach really. He wanted me to play a lot as a freshman, and um, you know, and it was good to you know play that division, uh, division three basketball at, at that level. So you know, very competitive. Um, but yeah, I kind of decided, you know, I'm from Maryland, um, and the school was in Connecticut. Um, I wanted to come home and be closer to family, and um, you know, go to a bigger school academically. Um, you know, Trinity College was a very small school, it was about you know four thousand, or uh, I think it was about four thousand, uh, or maybe even less, like twenty five hundred students. Um, oh. And the University of Maryland's like. Thirty, um, you know, so it's a big state school, and, and I kind of wanted to come home and, uh, you know, for more academic opportunities. Um, but everyone was saying if you transfer home, um, then you know your basketball career will be over. Um, you know, they were saying you know there's no chance you could play at Maryland. You know, Maryland's you know the, the you know top tier basketball, high major Division one basketball. It's very very competitive. You know, um, you know they have a bunch of seven footers on the team. You know, you're only five nine. You know, <laughs> you know there's no chance you'll play. Um, and, you know, I understood what people were saying and why they were saying it. Um, but I knew, you know, I'd been playing basketball my whole life. And, um, you know, I'd competed at that level, you know, playing club and AU basketball. So I had some type of confidence in my abilities. Um, but, you know, I ended up transferring back and just working out every single day, um, you know, with an old coach, you know, trying to get prepared. I wasn't even sure if I was going to get a tryout or not. Um, but even just for the small chance of being out to play for this University of Maryland team, you know, I was, you know, I was, you know, busting my butt and really just trying to, um, you know, be ready, you know, if any opportunity presented itself. Um, so I transferred home and I was able to, you know, somehow, um, it was a long process, but able to finally get a tryout. Um, and I think just the preparation and really preparing and, um, you know, having played one year of college basketball already, I think it really helped me. Um, and then, you know, I was able to catch the coach's eye and then, uh, you know, be put on the team. And then um, the following year, I was able to put on scholarship. Um, and, you know, so it's been... Uh, it's been a really good, really good journey for me. Um, long, definitely long, and you know, not easy. Um, but you know, That's looking it. back, I got you know, I'm really proud of what I was able to accomplish. That's amazing. It speaks to your character, I believe. 
that you had that you would willing to go through whatever it took to get where you were so uh, it's a fantastic story to listen to uh, I, i want to also ask you about your trips to india with crossover i believe you've come here a couple of times right yes yes i've actually even before that so i've i've done crossover the past two summers right and even before that you know i used to go to india you know every 3 4 years with my family um specifically Tamil Nadu, um, uh, you know, that's where my family is from. You know, just to visit family, but you know, coming back to the last two years without family mm-hmm. and with the, the crossover team has been great. You know, um, to be able to you know see how basketball transcends, you know, just you know, you know, you know, it, it transcends just America. You know, just American basketball transcends. Yeah. You know, just just being a sport. It's, it's you know, it's more than a sport. And I think you know that's what crossovers opened my eyes to is the impact that basketball can have on kids around the world. um and it's just nice to be able to go back to you know uh you know my my origin my you know my home country and and uh you know and, do, and use the game i love to make an impact on the community and that's what feels the best for me yeah absolutely we had shown on our podcast a few weeks ago and what what he does is truly magical and i think just to be part of it would be uh, be a great experience so uh, w- what exactly did you teach and in turn what exactly did you end up learning through the whole couple of years that you did yeah so so when i first joined i, I thought i was just us going i was going to be teaching a lot to the kids but you know having leaving i think they made more of an impression on me <laughs> and I, you know i made on them um but you know you know just you know shawn gives us a lot of freedom to uh you know take what we've learned um you know growing up and um i think he recruits a good staff um good group of volunteers but he gives us a lot of freedom to you know teach lessons that we've learned to, to you know to these kids but we you know outside of basketball you know we we just want to make sure these kids um you know they're you know they're they're understanding that there's things um that you can learn um uh you know like leadership um you know values of teamwork hard work discipline um you know focus you know there's there's a lot of things you can take from the game outside of just wins and losses and uh, i think Sean you know um, a lot of these kids you know they don't have a lot you know um they come from you know very uh, humble families and um you know they don't really see a lot outside of just school and home school school and home and um for them to get to you know play basketball and and you know learn not only the skills on the court but you know the the other skills you can learn from basketball that will tra- you know transcend basketball and, and be valuable to them in life that's that's really what our goal is for the for the program and so we try to you know obviously teach basketball and make sure they're better at basketball and you know they're having fun and running around but um you know it's it's bigger than just the game of basketball you know we want to you know throw these individual these kids as as young adults and we want them to be the the um leaders of the next generation so that's kind of our mindset going in and and what we want to teach these kids it's, uh, it's beautiful it's beautiful stuff um why why do you in the country so did you get a chance to uh, to have a look at some some indian basketball i want to know what your views are on, on the state of the game in the country and maybe what we need to do to get better um i haven't i haven't been too exposed to um you know where the national team is and and you know what the what the, i know it's growing and i know it's nice to see more and more um courts um yeah. i think as as you see more and more outdoor basketball courts and the game you know kind of um sneaking its way into you know different more and more cities i think you're going to see the talent increase um and i mean it's hard to say exactly where the talent is in, now it's definitely gotten better over the last few years and um um i think i think it's just going to continue to improve yeah. do you have any plans of being related to basketball in india apart from the crossover programs in the future 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, growing up, I always dreamed of playing on the Indian national team. That's something I, you know, I really wanted to do. I wanted to represent my home country, um, playing the sport that I love. Um, but I guess uh, with the rules, um, I, you know, because being an American citizen, I wouldn't be able to do that, um, which is unfortunate, but and I understand. Um, and uh, outside of that, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't really know what other opportunities there are um, right now. I feel like in the future there might be maybe some professional leagues or, or things of that of that nature. Um, but I'm not sure if those opportunities are available right now. Yeah, uh, we actually have a, a, a bit of a professional league. I got started last year. We spoke about it before we got you on the call. Um, but yeah, it's it's nowhere where it's supposed to be. But we've got the we've got the right platform in the start. So maybe someday we'll have you playing in the country. It'll be great. Cool. Uh, so now that you um, you I had you're going to be graduating from Maryland soon. You're probably done with uh, basketball there. So what are your future plans? Uh, yeah, no, that's a great question. I uh, I think you know at this point you know I love basketball and it will always be a part of me. Um, and you. There are opportunities that you know I've talked to some of my you know, Maryland coaches about um, about potentially playing overseas in Europe and you know the Middle East or something like that. Um, you know, that as tempting as that is, um, you know I think you know having played at this level, um, you know I think I feel like I'm ready to move on with my career. Um, and so I, you know what I plan on doing. So I have a I graduated undergraduate um, with a degree in physiology and neurobiology. So very technical, very science heavy. And then uh, this last year, um, you know, I did a master's, and I'll be, I'll be done my master's in May, so in, in a month or so, and, uh, and it's in supply chain management, so it's a little bit more business-related. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mindset, you know, going in was, of, 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 you know, at first to, you know, do medicine, and um, I haven't completely, you know, set that aside. Um, I think, uh, you know, that's still something that might be in my future, uh, to become a doctor. But um, right now, I have a little bit, and so uh, I'll probably be doing a, um, you know, some, some consulting work um, okay. in, in the D.C. area. Um, so, you know, that, you know that's, that can be anything from, um, you know, healthcare consulting or, you know, um, you know, defense work for the government or, mm -hmm. or um, you know, it can be any type of IT project, supply chain project, you know. It's a lot, of, you know, a lot, a lot of things it could be, but, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be good for me to, you know, move, you know, as my you know, next step into seeing, I guess, what's out there, what industries, I, you know, I like. And, you know, I've all, all my life, I've just been doing basketball in school, basketball in school. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. now I'm taking that next step into my career. Um, you know, basketball will always be a part of me, and who knows, you know, I might change my mind and want to come back and, and play. <laughs> um, <laughs> play somewhere but um you know right now i'm thinking you know at, at 23 years old i'd like to start my career and uh you know kind of translate all the lessons i've learned in basketball uh, successful um you know in, in my career so that's uh, that's awesome um wish you the best of luck for that and just want to say thank you once again for joining us on Hoodtash and you um, it was great talking to you and it was also very very cool to have the first ever ncaa division one player on our podcast so thank you so much Varun. No, thanks for having me. You know, it's an honor, and uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm happy. You know, to, if you ever want me again, you know, I'm happy to come back on the show. And um, yeah, once again, thank you, and um, and Karen too. Um, I appreciate re you reaching out to me, and um, but, you know, best of luck to you guys moving forward as well. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck. Hopefully, we see you back uh, in India to play in a professional league of some sort. Later. Yes, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> would be awesome. Uh, thanks, Warren. All right, no problem. Bye. So that was Norman Brown, and our technical difficulties have been solved, and Karan's back on. So this is just um, 
it's, it's unfortunate that he couldn't be part of the interview but i had a good time chatting with varun uh, he was you're just rubbing that in that absolutely. you wouldn't talk to him and i couldn't <laughs> oh, this, this is what's happening right now <laughs> exactly so he he spoke to us about uh, his journey to division 1 challenges of balancing out both academics and studies his whole ncaa tournament experience so it was a good chat um, so a- a- anything that you feel like you wanted to ask him but um, were unable to do so thanks to technology <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it's it, it's great that we were still able to get him on he he, he was a first ever um, NCAA player on Hoopdarshan. That's right. And and he happens to be of Indian origin and have Indian connections. So that's that that's awesome news, and I'm glad that we were able to make some uh, technological compromises, but still get the job done. You know, <laughs> usually this is usually this is a two-man beef, but you know, uh, like I, I was having a bad day, so you had to be like the the alpha dog, basically. You know, yeah, Kobe I, had to, I had to take Kobe over. Kobe had to do it without Shaq, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have no idea in what world we are, I am Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> I just assume since, since I just assume since that you're, since you're a Kobe fan that that I'll take the the, the bigger fatter guy. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so we have uh, an NBA playoff uh, preview edition coming up soon sometime. Right? Are you are you stoked for the playoffs, Karan? I I'm hyped. Uh, we we're gonna note the playoff. Uh, I mean. The, the, pretty much every single day that passes more and more uh, matchups and, and 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 pieces are are finally finding their space i think actually within the playoffs itself like within the east between 3 and 7 and i think in a few spots in the west it's still quite contentious yeah so um pretty, for a lot of teams the playoffs start now you know um for, for the warriors who are trying to go for 73 you know they want to win every game so the playoffs have already kind of begin or the idea of every yeah. game matters a lot has kind of begin that's it so um so this is great this is a i'm very hyped for for the next uh, the upcoming month and a half or two months now of basketball it's uh, i know i know for a lot of people the NCAA championship is the the pinnacle of basketball but uh, i'm going to dig- digress away from the varun's world for now and say that my favorite moment is about to come up then be a playoffs absolutely i completely agree with you. it's the best part of the year Yes, the whole tension in the situation is different. So I can't wait for the playoffs either. We'll we'll have an in-depth chat about that later. But uh, that that should be it for episode twenty-eight of Hope Darshan. We didn't we didn't actually find anybody worthy of mentioning with the jersey number twenty-eight apart from Sam Kessel, who wore it for a season or so in Boston Celtics. So. Yeah, but I think you mentioned that the the almighty DJ Mabenga was a number twenty eight. So, indeed, so, so there's that. The man with the <laughs> same number of rings as LeBron James. <laughs> I'll never, I'll, I'll never stop doing that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. So, uh, thank you so much, Karan, for joining me again, and thank you to Varun as well who joined us uh, and just gave us some amazing tidbits which Karan is yet to hear. <laughs> yes, looking forward to hearing it just as much as everyone else is. So, all right. Uh, so, and before we head out, just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners for continuously tuning into us. You can reach us on a variety of media. We're available on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, a lot of places. You just have to search for at Hoopdarshan. And um, if you want to reach out to Karan specifically, he's at Hoopistani on Twitter, and I'm at underscore Kashik Seven on Twitter. So, uh, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback. comments please feel free to send them our way and uh, we'll give you guys a shout out for it yeah
Does that sound good, guys? That sounds perfect. Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. Until next time, then. Hashtag India Basketball.